your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you didn't listen yesterday and you listened all last week, you would have noticed that I was gone and Mike Hayes was in here for me, but we've kicked him out. I am back. And uh, with me today, William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party chair. I always like I stop whether it's Republican or Democrat. <laughs> I always like trip over myself trying to get all of that out because I'm like, oh, I forgot the Lacrosse County part or the county part or the Democratic part or the chair part or the guy's name. But obviously, uh, this is your first go around at this. Uh, what is it? A couple months in, into being yeah, elected? Well, second. I think we've done this once. No, but like you've been the party chair oh, yeah, for how long? Yeah. No, uh, since January. Is it every year or is it's there a term? Year. Yeah, we elect every year. Okay. So has there ever been, like the county or the, the city council just elected a president? I was gone for that, so I didn't exactly know how that vote went. Do you know how that vote went? I know they... I, I don't know either. I, well, I mean, I know that they voted, but I don't know how public that is or if they released numbers or anything like that. Yeah, because I talked to the old council president. He kind of broke it down for us before I left for vacation, but then I just tuned out. I was on vacation. I'm like, I'm tuning out all the everything, and I don't want to pay attention to anything. And um, just the idea that, that I know they that Barb Jansen is the city council president, but I don't know if anyone else was nominated I didn't go back and read. I'm just like I'm just thinking about this now. Oh yeah, by the way, um, so I wonder if anyone else was nominated, and then if there had to be a vote because uh, obviously if two people are yeah. nominated, in in the same regard, the Democratic Party in La Crosse County, and we have to have a vote. We have to um, uh, uh, people get nominated. They get nominated on the floor, even if there's only one person running for a position. We have to vote for them. Brad's creeping in here. Brad. Barb was the only. Oh, okay. Thank you. Brad always does that. He's listening in the newsroom, waiting to do that. He's just, he's, he's creeping and waiting to do his newscast in a couple of minutes. Uh, I appreciate that though. Uh, so Barb Jansen, only one nominated. Cause I was, I was curious with the city council because we elected half, half the city council is new or six of them anyway. Right. Yep. Um, Doug Happel ruined this because he, he got reelected over uh, Keontae Turner uh, because if if Keontae would have won, there would have been seven new city councils. So over half the city council of the 13 members, right, 13, I believe, uh, would have been new. So there could have been this, you know what, we're the seven new people. We're going to elect our own president. Right. And then there would have been had to have been a vote. The old guard, new guard, I thought, you know, I just want a drama, clearly. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I wanted. And I was just wondering if there's ever been drama, so to speak, uh, in, in terms of electing a – because Bill Fian just got reelected uh, probably, I don't know, some time ago. Maybe they do it at the same time. I, uh, I don't think there's any real exciting drama ever. No, because, yeah. uh, you know, this is somebody else like, hey, can you nominate yourself? Does someone you else You can nominate yourself. You can – you can nominate someone else. They can nominate you. Okay. And how, then, however it goes. How many people in the Democratic Party uh, are there to vote on this? Is it so? We have about uh, two hundred and something members. Uh, uh, high two hundred, so about two hundred and eighty. Okay. And, uh, uh, they can all vote, um, and uh, not all of them do. You have to come to the. It's it always happens at the November meeting, and so. Um, uh, everyone, every member who shows up at the November meeting. Okay, so you got to be present to vote. Yep. Um, it is with that many people. You think uh, maybe a couple, a couple of different people would want 
you know, there might have to be an election where a couple of different people will be nominated. Yeah, sometimes there are, sometimes there's not. Um, I did not have competition for mine, but I think uh, largely because it's a, uh, it, it can sometimes be a lot of work for a volunteer position. Yeah, and so uh, there are always a lot of people that are like, you know what, um, I'm okay. I, I don't need to volunteer to do that much work. Well, and that's and that's where I was trying to take this conversation, but then I got into my like, I don't know about this thing. So tell me, William. Um, but yeah, how has that been since January? Uh, you, you're finding that it is obviously a lot. It's of work. a lot of work, but uh, it's work that I enjoy doing and uh, work that I think is important for our country. And then we and then we gave you more work to do because we started this podcast. We started a podcast, yes. And um, you and I do this. We release each a, a new episode on Mondays, and you can find this podcast by if you wherever you. Are you an Apple guy or are you an Android guy? I'm actually a Spotify guy, so I down my, I, I I get mine on Spotify. Okay, so the Democratic Voice shows up on Spotify, yes, yes. and it shows up where I use Podkicker, which is some free weird app that nobody probably nobody uses but me. Um, and then I iTunes, I imagine you just search, but anywhere you want to find your podcast, search the Democratic Voice, or go on the WisdomNews.com website and go under podcast, and you'll find it there. But we're four episodes in, so the idea here was to bring you in as we record a, a new episode each week uh, to bring you in. We could kind of break down. We had a pretty good conversation yesterday about some of the the latest episode because Hayes played it Monday morning on his show about gerrymandering. So I thought, you know what, this might be a good time to just rehash some of the things that we've talked about these first four episodes as another episode will come out Monday um, and, and so real quick though, we've, we did two episodes, a two parter on D- governor Tony Evers budget. Um, if for those that don't know, D- governor Tony Evers is the governor of Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> no, just kidding. I think most people that are listening to this show probably know that. Um, this, the third episode we did was just on, on, uh, gun control. Is that what we, yep. we want to call control, that? Gun safety. And gun control, gun safety in Wisconsin. We mostly did. We, yeah, we're we focusing talked about, on state stuff. Mostly. We talked about some examples outside of Wisconsin that that happened. You know, we I think we recorded this before the uh, there were some other shootings, but we didn't do we we didn't really do a police shooting show. No, no, it was it's, more. It's a broader what we could do to kind of manage gun death in America. Yeah, and I think uh, you know there might be a, a avenue down the road sometime to talk about uh, you know police safety or you know versus gun safety something like that i don't know exactly that would, i think there's i think there's probably a you almost have to get an officer in here to talk about some of the training that that police officers go through because i think a lot of times when we talk about that you know there's this you know there's there's the one thing and then we, we there's a whole other avenue of things that we don't know uh but anyway i'm getting off topic and then the third the fourth episode we did uh that we talked about a little bit yesterday was gerrymandering and so i thought I'd bring you on and we can kind of we can just kind of hit on each of these four episodes just a little bit in in terms of uh you know how how these all affect uh us in lacrosse county and um yeah so we'll we'll continue that conversation we'll just start we'll just start with governor evers uh, a budget and how that's changed since the episodes were released um about a month ago but first brad's got to do the news so we'll be back after this All right, welcome back to the Cross Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in here, give us a call. William Garcia, the Lacrosse County Democratic Party Chair, is going is joining me. He's in studio. He's six. We got a six foot radius here, but we're both vaccinated, so yep. we we we're start trickling in people that are that are. I think I'm going to ask Tregoski on Friday if he wants to come in here, and I know. 
um, the police chief or the the fire chief Ken Gilliam is going to be on next week. I don't know if he'll want to come in here or not. Just being, you know, uh, the idea that safety. I'm, I'm sure he's vaccinated. I'm sure he's one of the first people vaccinated. But you know, just the extra safety being the fire chief. Yeah. Maybe maybe he wants to stick with his little cubby office in city hall. I don't know if he's still living out of the cubby. I feel like I always make make a joke that he lives in a his his home home base is a, a closet upstairs <laughs> in city hall somewhere. But I know he had been out there. Uh, Gary Podesky, former city council member, said Barb Jansen, uh, unanimous thirteen to zero city council president. So that's that's where we're standing there. Um, but Williams got William Garcia is joining me today. We're, we're we have a a podcast if you haven't heard a Democratic voice. It's on wisdomnews.com or wherever you get podcasts. It, you got to throw the the in front of it, though. So the Democratic voice. I think if I was going to do this again, I'd get rid of the the because oh, too I, late listen, now, yeah. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have to scroll down to the T's to find most of the ones that I want to listen to because <laughs> every one of them is like, you know, the the Dan Lebetard show, the Bill Barnwell show. I'm just naming sports podcasts that I listen to all the time. Um so they all, the Democratic voice, they all have those in front of them. But anyway, uh, we've, we're four episodes into this, so we're about four, I, I think it's four weeks in, I, I would say, yeah, we're four weeks in. And uh, the first two episodes we did were breaking down Governor Tony Evers' budget that was released early March, mid-March, somewhere around there? Early March. The, early March. In the, yeah, the Badger Bounce Back Plan. The Badger Bounce Back Plan. What do you think of that name, by the way? it's just. Uh, I think it's catchy. I think it's fine. It's always good to have a... Um, a phrase that makes something memorable. We need to get Badger in there and then Bounce for basketball, and then we affiliate it with. Uh, but although, oh, see, I didn't even connect Bounce and basketball. We, I didn't. I didn't yeah. think that that was a thing. Well, you're not That's a right. sports guy, right. so uh, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, the Badger Bounce Back Plan. What do, do? And then Republicans must have their own name for this, like the Badger Deflated Ball Plan or something like that. Do, yeah, we, I, do we I have know? not heard a catchy GOP name for this particular plan yet, except just to call it the the Evers Plan. That's that's what they like to do. I guarantee. Just I Evers. think you're just not down the rabbit that might, hole. That might be very. I true. guarantee somebody text us in six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four and tell us the GOP version of what Governor Evers calls the Badger Bounce Plan back plan what is the the republicans version of that because i'm sure they have like a funny catchy uh hateful uh phrase for for whatever they because that's what that's what we do in politics we got to have uh some kind of like pushback against it um but the 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 budget has been out over a month we haven't really we're and we're still at what point do we whatever evers has proposed is still the proposal like there hasn't been any movement there's been no movement um the the assembly, the Senate are kind of working on things piecemeal. The GOP has not really released a counter budget that is all encompassing like the Badger bounce back program is. And so um, basically it's a lot of like us talking about why all the things in the Badger uh, bounce back plan are important. And then uh, uh, GOP politicians saying no a lot. So, yeah, they want to, they want to ax out some of the things, but do they, they, they probably have some things that they're, you know what, this isn't in the budget. We should put this in there. Not uh, that we've heard yet. Okay. So not nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay. There are a few things that have come out like a rural broadband. They want to, they want to spend some money on, but less money than is in the, the democratic package. Okay. And that's another, so things like another that. version of saying no, no right. to all this money. Right. We only need, uh, those rural people don't really need all that, for that much broadband. Not everybody. 
Um, yeah, the the idea. I'm I'm still waiting to uh, see if we get a uh, citywide internet here. That would be interesting to have the whole city just have internet. Something I would be I, amazed if that happened. It would be cool, right? Like it, w- if, if it would be cool. It would be interesting. Citywide Wi-Fi. Right. I'm I'm not sure that. Um, I'm not sure any city has really pulled that off, so it'd be you don't interesting. Think so? No, I don't think so. Um, have you had experience with cities trying and failing at that? I, I think Austin, Texas, tried a long time ago and failed. Okay, and that was a long time ago. So yeah. I think hey, we've hey, come yeah. a long ways. Um, Governor Evers' budget. What do you the 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 biggest thing in there that you you think like here here are the you you deleted I think this portion of our notes. Oh, I've got from, it. I've got it. Is it still in there? Yeah. It's March 18th. Oh, maybe it is in there. March 11th. Oh, yeah. There we go. Okay. So, but uh, the, the biggest thing, you know, we hit it, we hit it on this stuff on, on the podcast if anyone wants to go and listen. But we'll, so we'll just uh, quickly break down a lot of this stuff. But the biggest thing in, in the budget that you, you liked? Oh, uh, the education budget increases. Uh, Wisconsin, and this goes from pre K uh, to K through 12 schools to uh, the UW system. Um, uh, all of those systems are in desperate need of money, um, and uh, Governor Evers really delivers in terms of fully and properly funding our education system. And so uh, that was, for me, the most exciting thing. Is there a numeric? Is there a, a price there? Do you remember that? That's not in the notes. That is I'm not you, in the notes. I'm quizzing I will, you. I will but, give it up real quick. I'll find it real quick. But when, when Scott Walker was the governor... I remember there being like a big slash to the UW budget. I want to say it was two hundred thirty yeah. million. Or well, so what like they, what they what uh, Scott Walker did was he um, instituted a tuition freeze, and actually, in and of itself, a tuition freeze is not a bad idea at all, um, because a tuition freeze just says, "Hey, we're going to keep UW system schools affordable, and we're going to do that by saying that we can't raise tuition over this frozen thing." Uh, it has been frozen now for about 10 years, though. Mm-hmm. What was supposed to happen is um, the state was supposed to um, fund that tuition freeze. In other words, give us the difference, difference yeah. out of the uh, state budget. Uh, they've not done that. And so um, uh, it's been many years, almost 10 years, since there has been any kind of uh, real infusion of cash into the uw system and uh, it needs it it needs it badly 10 years of inflation 10 years of of uh working to get students good educations um so yeah we desperately need it has the state and the uw system suffered over the last well, well, 10 years or five years in terms of uh getting students to come and enrollment uh, throwing no. out the last year no, we have not suffered. A UW system has not suffered in terms of enrollment or anything like that. In fact, it's grown, which is the biggest problem because we need more money to pay for the more students we have. Right. Um, there was some. There was some news not too long ago about one point four billion. One okay. is the is the amount that um, to go into this, all the school yeah. systems essentially, and that's over two years. Is it? Is it a? What's the budget? Like two a years. biennium two years. or something like yep. that. Over the next two years. Um. When is the budget like this is deadline budget needs to be done. We're going to sign off on this. I know when the last time I thought about this, the Walker budget went like 10 months over the, the deadline. And yeah, I, I don't think there's a genuine deadline there. Is I mean, one. I think they could just fight this out for, I mean, I just like the federal government does a lot. I think we, you could sign continuing resolutions at last, you know, another month, two months. Yeah. The uh, only, but, the only difference is the federal government will shut down. State government can't shut down right there. I, f- I remember that happening. Like you can't have a state shutdown. Of government. Right. I think you have to continually negotiate those continuing resolutions or things like that. 
All right. Well, we were. Well, there was a caller, but they hung up. So no, I'm sorry. If you want to call back, feel free. I didn't. I didn't know who that was. But um, okay. So 1.4 billion sounds like a lot, but that's the entire school system. From, yeah, and from like I said, that's that's K through 12. Pre K or K? Um, it's pre K. Yeah. It's uh, K through 12. Um, it's a huge chunk of money for special education. Special education services are vital. They are very important, but they're also very expensive. So we really need um, that big infusion of uh, cash for special education funding. Um, and that's going to really help out a lot of our special ed students. Uh, so it breaks down like uh, it's basically $613 million to all schools and $713 million in special ed funding additional. There was news just not too long ago about the science building at UWL needing like the the first half of the project is done, but the second half, and that is still is uh, that part of the budget? That's part of the budget. That is in the budget. Um, Evers has uh, um, has paid for that in the budget, uh, but um, we're still kind of waiting on Republican response on that. Yeah, we're that's a that's another one of those we don't want to fund that, right. or maybe we do. We'll see where. Because it's always got to be a fight. We can't just approve the thing because right. we have competing, dueling uh, uh, parties in our in our state, and which isn't the worst thing I think, because that uh, that uh, allows for some negotiation. I think, as opposed to uh, you know, like before, Wisconsin was controlled all by one party. I feel like uh, you know, one party gets left out of the conversation <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, we do. We are getting a call here, so I'm going to bring this caller on. Caller, who's this? Yeah, it's Joe. Hey, Joe, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say what, uh, yeah, hey, um, when when you're saying, talking about budgets, why doesn't the university system use their own budgeted money that they get for tuition and pay for what they need for instead of always asking and begging from taxpayers? Well, as I as I was saying. For more tuition costs and take the take the load off the taxpayers. Well, as I was saying, there's actually a, a tuition freeze. It's actually illegal for UW uh, system schools to raise tuition right now. They can't. Sure. Well, then what they should do then is use their own money that they've gotten throughout the years to do what they need to do, um, especially taxpayer dollars that have already gone to them. I'm sure they have a budget um, that, that they have that, that they could utilize. The thing is, is we need to quit begging from taxpayers and, and make make businesses accountable for their own budgets, not begging from the, the, the tax dollars. Well, first off, I don't see it as begging for tax dollars. Education is a vital community service. I'm a taxpayer, so I, well, I I'm a taxpayer as well. And, I mean, it's a vital community service that, that, it, that is desperately needed for our uh, country to uh, maintain sure, its prominence it's in the world. Communism is what it's doing. Okay. Oh, it's communism. All right, communism. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right thanks, wow, Joe. Public that, education, communism. That's a thanks, for the, for, thanks for most of that call there, Joe. Um, you bring communism, I'm kind of done with you. Uh, the communist UW system, I think that's what yeah. he was going for. Um, is education a business? He also said that. We need right. To- no, it's not a business. It's a public good. It doesn't generate a profit. Also, we're just investing in uh, our young people. So we're just investing right. in our young, like I don't. In I, our future, yeah. You know, we can debate on how much money our young people can, can get there. Uh, but the idea that we don't, we shouldn't invest right. any money into the school systems seems a little bit ridiculous. I think this, caller, who's this? You're on the air. Anthony. Anthony, is your window down or is your head out the window? There you go. How's that, brother? A little better. Go ahead, man. Hey, I was wondering, I did notice that, you know, you brought up about Governor Scott Walker did a tuition freeze, but I did just do a quick search, and I noticed the UW system didn't have 
increase freeze for their administrative staff or the professors. In 2019, I believe it was a 4% increase. And now they're looking, I believe, this year in 2 and then 2.5%, two and depending on the position. So, you know, they, they created, in my opinion, almost their own their own uh, deficit. All right, thanks, uh, Anthony. I'm going to let you go because the it's a little hard to have a conversation with the window with your head out the window. But uh, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, go yeah, the the idea that we're giving raises to uh, teachers and workers. Right, and, we're giving cost of living raises. Uh, right. Inflation has not stopped. Um, in fact, I would argue that the uh, cost of living wages has not kept up with inflation and that our uh, many, many teacher salaries, and this is true at UW Systems, at public schools across the country, not just here in Wisconsin, but have not kept up with inflation. We're actually getting paid a little less than we were uh, in real dollars. So, um, so yeah, that, that point doesn't really seem uh, relevant to me because um, all, all jobs have cost of living increases, um, or they, you know, um, can't be maintained as jobs. I always, the, the argument here too, when, when we get mad at, like the county did this too, right? Then the, the, the police union and the fire department gave, uh, fought for a raise. They negotiated with the city or the county for raises for workers. And I'm like, okay, that's, we shouldn't be arguing that they shouldn't get raises is we should be arguing that everybody else should also get cost right. of living raises. Because I think a lot of people that are out in the job market or not in the job market, but a lot of people out with jobs are just are jealous that, Oh, you get a raise, but I don't, you work for the state, but I don't. So it's, it's my tax dollars going for your raises, but also like they're just workers. If you want to argue Joe Gao should or shouldn't get a raise because he's the higher echelon of, of the salary there at probably at UWL. Maybe you could argue that, but at the teacher level and below, I think uh, the, the professor level, uh, I, I wouldn't argue that they do or they don't deserve raises. Um, all right. We're a little bit over. I got to get Scott's comment in here. Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk. PM 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to call William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of Lacrosse County, is in with me, uh, sitting over there. He's in studio. We can do this a little bit more with uh, a, a lot of people there as we all get vaccinated. Uh, Libertarian guy did text a couple of times. Uh, we were talking about education, and we were talking about job raises too. And he said, "All jobs do not get cost of living increases. Some jobs experience pay cuts." Your guest is not being honest or correct about this point. Uh, I, I. I don't know where you were being dishonest. I think you were. Yeah. You were I, I, speaking. I, I was saying that people deserve cost of living increases, and I think that's true across the board. Yeah, and the uh, the UW system had pay raises, right? There right. were you negotiated those, or I don't know if you negotiate them, but there were pay raises within the system. And uh, I I was just saying that if instead of pointing to other people and saying they don't deserve a raise, we should probably point to the people that aren't getting raises. Uh, so and I don't say know. they deserve a raise, which right. the Democrats are trying to do. We're trying to, uh, this was part of it. The federal government is trying to get to a $15 an hour minimum wage, which I think is vital. Uh, Governor Evers has a, a $10 and 15 cent minimum wage for Wisconsin uh, by 2024. So you've, um, the Democrats are trying to deliver with exactly what he's talking about. We're trying to make sure that everyone gets 
uh, uh, pay increases. Man, we're really tiptoeing into the minimum wage in Wisconsin, right? Remember, yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. this now because when I asked you when we do the podcast to come up with something that you don't like about Evers budget, that was it, right? Yep. The minimum wage was. Yep. Too... I think it should just go straight to fifteen an hour. Go, yeah, because by the time we actually get to fifteen an hour, because the fight for fifteen is this like stepping stone to get to like fifteen dollars an hour in twenty twenty five or something right. like that. Uh, but by the time 2025 comes, that 15 probably it's should be, be worth like about 13, 16 right. or 18. You know, it should be a little bit more. Um, a couple of uh, Joe's calling in another Joe. This is a different Joe. Joe's calling in. Go ahead, Joe. You're on the air. You guys are missing the perfect opportunity to let everybody know the desperate need for teachers. And apparently that's where the gold is. So they should be flocking to that profession. <laughs> Problem solved. Yeah. Teachers in Wisconsin or just everywhere. What do you think? Well, the way they are sounding on the when they're calling in, that the teachers are just raking it in, and not you know, it just seems to be the the profession to be lucrative. Yeah, so you're absolutely right. Um, if if there, we went by a, a lot of the callers, yeah, um, the the I mean, this kind of debunks the whole supply and demand thing because uh, Wisconsin does not pay teachers terribly well, um, but we desperately need teachers. We need teachers all over the state, uh, but we're not raising the salary in order to get those teachers. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Plus, summer's off, yeah, Joe. You get it, summer's ridiculous. off. We need to support our teachers. and uh, They need to be paid well. I mean, for Gal- and teachers, the last defense besides the cops. Yeah. So, and, I mean, and, they're the ones raising our kids. And teachers are paid by the day. So um, we only get paid for the days that, we, that teachers work. So even um, the summer's off, they, they don't actually get paid for that. That was another text that Libertarian guy sent in. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Uh, he said, well, first he said a lot of people are choosing private schools, and he added there because uh, because public schools were closed. And then he said, uh, I have read articles in which parents are fed up with teachers who refuse to work during the pandemic, and so they put their kids through private ed- education. You teachers during there the pandemic. There is not one teacher in this state that refused to work during the pandemic. That is a complete inaccuracy. There are several teachers, and I would I agree with them, that refused to work in person. Uh, so they, they did uh, Zoom classrooms. They did um, uh, over-the-internet classrooms. They did distance learning classrooms, which are highly difficult, very, very difficult to manage, to take care of. But they put in the extra work. They yeah, did it anyway. I mean, they did more work. Um, and uh, people like, I guess, Libertarian Guy are completely unwilling to give them uh, credit for that, which is weird because, again, as a Libertarian, you should be someone who's very much like, you know, um, uh, labor is uh, what it's is worth something. Um, but uh, apparently not. Uh, Lee texted in. He said uh, he called you the co-host. You're just a guest today. I'm just Actually, a guest. the the host of the Democratic Voice podcast, if you want to listen to that, uh, but your guest today, and he, but you said, yeah, you need to go spread your commie views to in a different country. So no, I I love this country, so <laughs> I'm going to stay here. <laughs> um, the, uh, Phil texted it too. This is a good one. How many 14 year old burger flippers need to support a family on fifteen dollars an hour? Um, actually, we, we discussed that in the podcast. Uh, yeah. Very, very few teenagers are working at all. They make up less than 10% of the minimum wage workforce. Um, and when we're talking about raising minimum wage uh, uh, jobs at places like McDonald's, Burger Flippers, the people at McDonald's are not teenagers. The people at McDonald's are um, adults with families that they're trying to support with kids. And um, But even even that, I mean, a 14-year-old is still deserving of uh, a 
fair pay for their labor. Just because they're 14 uh, doesn't mean that their burger flipping is somehow worth less than a 30-year-old flipping burgers. Also, I don't think the. I think there's probably some regulations about letting a 14-year-old work a hot grill and flip burgers. I think the 14-year-olds, if I if I know this, I'm pretty sure this is correct. They they have to do jobs that are relatively safe for for they have to do the most basic of jobs. Right. But regardless, uh, think about what you're doing. Uh, what was it? Phil texted in. Think about what your job is, Phil. And would you trade that job, whatever you make an hour, to go flip burgers for the same amount that you're making now? Which job would you rather have? And maybe, you know, maybe Phil's a construction worker and he's pouring concrete all day. And if he could make the same amount of money flipping burgers, maybe he would want to do that. I'm not sure. Concrete, you know, I get a workout yeah. while I'm pouring concrete. But $15 so. an hour minimum wage is not really going to change that particular equation. He's still going to make more work pouring concrete. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, this is, I, I wanted to hit on a couple of the first of four episodes we did on the Democratic Voice. Uh, the one we talked about a little bit yesterday was gerrymandering. And uh, just from from what we saw, we saw news yesterday, and we released the podcast yesterday, but we, uh, at the same time news came out, we almost we probably should have waited a day because the census numbers have come out initially. We, we, right? got the, we got the first round of census numbers. Uh, they're not the raw data that we can use to, to uh, draw district lines. Those come out in August. But we did find out which states are gaining or losing a seat in Congress. Now, of course, this is actually really important because it actually also changes uh, the electoral college math because Electoral College is based upon how much representation your state has. So um, New York, California, they both lost a, uh, a, a representative in the House, and that also means that they both lost one Electoral College vote for president. Uh, Texas gained two. It were, the, the, way, the way the AP had a story yesterday, it seemed like because New York didn't have 89 more people yep. Uh, what fill out the census that allowed Minnesota to retain a house seat? Correct. It was by eighty nine people. Uh, if if eighty nine more people in New York had filled out the census and the, and many uh, uh, Minnesota's numbers had stayed the same, New York would have kept their uh, U.S. Senate or U.S. House seat, and Minnesota would have lost theirs. This is something that so ten years ago there wasn't a lot of social media. I don't think the the internet worked the same way it does today. The, I don't. But this think, is why filling out the census is so important. Well, the the idea that we're learning some of this stuff. I think ten years ago, a lot of people that are maybe diehard politi- into politics would have, have understood census and stuff. But maybe and maybe I'm just naive. But I'm just like, wow, this is really interesting stuff that I never thought or, or knew about. This mm-hmm. whole the the whole 89 vote thing versus New York versus Minnesota, 89 votes. Minnesota pulls out the victory somehow. I don't know. If it's and I'll be amazed not, but... if there's not a legal challenge to that okay so go so figure that'll be fun there'll be there, there's some uh incomplete filled out ballots uh census ballots that uh that new something, york will find something like that yeah. they'll find a trunk load of biden <laughs> votes is that what is that what will happen um all right so th- so we did talk about gerrymandering a little bit but the and, and if you want to listen to that we talked about it yesterday too so i don't know if we need to hit on it a whole lot because also i don't want to do gerrymandering too much because really, we don't care about gerrymandering in terms of what's going to happen in the state until August, right? This when when Wisconsin starts. When That's we when really we start... get the, the raw numbers from the federal government that we can actually use to draw raw numbers or the hard numbers. I guess both. Would they be the because raw the, numbers the we got total now? Total numbers. Total. We're final. Right. The yeah, final. The numbers. final numbers are will be in August. That's those. Those are the numbers we'll use to draw congressional. So the gerrymandering thing we can we can put on hold yeah, until August, August, right? We're gonna. I mean, there there have been some 
stories that have trickled in about gerrymandering here and there. Uh, the idea that right where the Republicans are already spending like a hundred thousand, they already have a lawyer on retainer illegally, something like that. It was just, uh, they, Oh, I, I think, um, uh, the GOP is very, very focused and dedicated to making sure that, um, they use gerrymandering to kind of, uh, further their minority rule of Wisconsin. And then on the flip side is, is if Evers has what's called the something with, uh, the Iowa model. He's got a yeah a fair maps model, which is where right? fair which maps is, coalition. Right? Fair maps coalition, which which basically means that uh, neither side, neither Republicans or Democrats, would draw the maps. It would be nonpartisan. It would be much fairer, um, and uh, it's how we should be doing it. And Evers has money in the budget to pay for a fair maps coalition. Um, and again, that should be a nonpartisan issue. It's kind of crazy uh, that that we're saying no. We should keep making uh you know voting unfair uh it should be uh, both sides should be interested in keeping voting fair and safe uh phil texted back in he said uh flipping burgers is a lot easier than the 18 dollar an hour job he has now so uh okay. yeah phil if you imagine if so phil had, you should be paid um the other one we talked about on the democratic voice podcast was uh the gun control measures gun safety measures in wisconsin um and where where are we at with with that kind of, with that stuff? Is that part of the budget, or where are the where are these measures? So the in the budget there was um, background check on gun purchases. That's really the big thing in the Evers budget that we actually uh, fund uh, background checks on every gun purchase. Right now there are several loopholes that let people purchase. Um, uh, guns without a background check, and this closes those loopholes, and it also um, uh, makes it a little easier to uh, send information to the federal database and to get information from the federal database so that we can make better um, judgments about who should and should not be buying a, a gun. Um, all right, so are we going to get any anywhere with that with those measures? I mean, when when Republicans propose things, the the story is always like, and veto, and Evers is going to veto that, right? So on the flip side, the the legislature is just going to ignore gun measures, one hundred percent. Okay, so yeah. is it even worth doing things? Well, like I think this? it's worth doing because um, I think it's important to uh, make sure that people know that. Uh, uh, the GOP representation in Madison has zero interest in gun safety. Um, that they're they're kind of apparently they're just okay with uh, the deaths that we have, um, even though there's some really easy common sense solutions we have to decrease that death. Yeah, when, and when we talk about, I mean, we 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 hit it on it during the podcast, but it was kind of the, the the measures that are being put forth are kind of funny they're they're pretty basic things they're like really basic i think we made we yeah. made some jokes about having you can't have a grenade launcher uh, you, you can't have a gun that has a uh you can't have a, a semi-automatic rifle that has a bayonet mount and a grenade launcher if we were to pass that law you can't have it right now and not a grenade launcher per se but a grenade launcher attachment right something like yeah. that something exactly. that would hold a grenade launcher yep. um you can only have one attachment you can't have two uh they're very basic things i don't even know 
if you had something like a pistol grip and a bayonet mount, you can't in this measure. You couldn't have both, right? If if you were to do if you were to use the same law that banned assault weapons from 1994 to 2004, yes, you could not have a semi-automatic rifle with both both a pistol grip and a bayonet mount. You could have one or the other, but not both. Do you think that helps in gun safety? Because I'm not going to have a bayonet. That's probably illegal, right? I can't have a bayonet on my gun. Absolutely. I mean, it's going to help with uh, particular kinds of gun crimes. Uh, It's especially the semi-automatic rifle ban is going to really help with uh, the kind of horrific mass shooter uh, that we see because they're using these semi-automatic rifles with all of these fancy attachments. That's how they're uh, uh, so good at uh, hurting so many people in such a short amount of time. All right, Libertarian guy is calling in here. Libertarian guy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Um, two quick comments. That is just such a disingenuous comment to say, suggest that Republicans don't care about deaths out there. That is just so wrong. Then why aren't they like doing that. one thing? Uh, one thing to help the problem. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to listen to any solution that they're willing to put forth, but they have yet to put forth a single solution. Well, there is something that stands in the way, and that is the Constitution and the Second well, no, Amendment. No, 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 no. The, the Constitution, the Second about, Amendment, the Second Amendment control. clearly states that uh, it is for a well-regulated militia. Uh, background checks are easily a part of a well-rounded militia. So there is nothing constitutionally against that. Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Libertarian guy. Um, All right. We've got to take one more quick break. We'll wrap up after this. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I got an interesting text here from Steve. And I'm uh, my guest today, William Garcia, the Democratic Party chair of Lacrosse County. I was... See, I always forget the LaCrosse County part. Um, but Steve texted in, we don't want government solutions. Fix the culture. So we have to fix the culture. I don't know how we do that. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Um, we fix the culture. Uh, uh, government is part of our culture. and Therefore, uh, fixing the culture often needs government solutions. So I, I don't quite know what how to separate government and culture. Another Steve texted in, the gun isn't the problem. It's the person behind the gun. You never... You will never stop people being killed no matter what laws. Stop blaming law-abiding citizens that have guns. Criminals don't follow laws. That's your problem. We have speed limits. We had speed. I mean, well, and I think uh, uh, the guns don't kill people, uh, uh, people kill people argument is kind of weird for two reasons. The first one is uh, potentially true, which is why all of the laws are dedicated to keeping guns away from people who should not have them. Right, background checks is exactly background checks, doing exactly red that. flag laws, um, assault rifle bans that keep um, uh, guns that are really only intended for mass destruction out of the hands of uh, people who cannot be trusted with them. Can we, can um, we do assault rifle bans except at uh, shooting ranges? And then just we can have assault rifles. Like the shooting range can own an assault rifle that I can use. Uh <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually have a problem with that. I don't know. Right. I, I mean, need you, to hear some arguments both ways, but uh, uh, that seems like a semi-logical solution. The only argument would be the criminals would then steal the assault rifle and go on a rampage. But they'd have to steal it from the Shoot. gun place that has guns, <laughs> and therefore if they could steal it, that would discredit the argument that it's there for protection. Right. Um, you you never throw out your bona fides either, right? You're part of the uh, Army blah, 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 ROTC, right? Oh, no, like just in high school. That in high count. school? Okay, I don't know. That doesn't count at well, all. Well, you have, you have some experience with guns otherwise. A little so, bit. A little bit. So, um, 
All right, I think I think that's about wraps it up. I I really appreciate you sticking around here uh, as we record. We're we're always recording podcasts all week, and then we release them. Um, but if you guys want to listen to myself and William Garcia more, and you don't have to at any, you could do this at, at any time. When I'm walking my dogs, that's when, I, and I don't listen to our own podcast. That would be no, weird. that'd be weird. Uh, but uh, if you want to listen to it, the Democratic Voice podcast with William Garcia. Wherever you download podcasts, or if you want to go to wisdomnews.com, you can just hit play and put your phone in your pocket, walk your dog, or whatever. How do you listen to podcasts? Do you know? Do you do, you do that? I, I typically do it in the car. In the car? Okay. Yep. I do that. I have Anytime I'm in the car, it's a podcast, um, unless the brewers are on, because I like to listen to Euchre. Um, otherwise, yeah, a lot of walking the dog and or working out. I do that. Uh, a lot of elliptical at the Y podcast. I'm doing that, too. But, um, again, thanks a lot for, for joining me today. And... Um, yeah, do you do you uh Democratic uh the Democratic uh party, the next meeting is coming Next no, meeting it's... will be May. We just had our April meeting. Oh, you just did. We okay. just had our April meeting, but we got a May meeting coming up. Um uh Attorney General Josh Call will be a guest, as will um uh, one of our Senate candidates in twenty twenty two. So uh, a lot of wonderful officials coming by to kind of meet the party. So uh uh go to LAXDems.com and register to come to a meeting okay and anyone can do that right they want to join the meeting sure anyone can go to a meeting absolutely all right cool thanks a lot william thanks for joining me